everybody. Welcome to the Hallmark Keys podcast. And we are here to talk Christmas movies 2021 for the last time. And it's going to be fun. We're excited. We're talking non-Hallmark Christmas movies, the best of 2021. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle's here. Hey, everyone. Hey, how are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So did you have a good Christmas over there in Scotland? Um, it was very um quiet and I don't I felt very similar to last year. Um uh-huh. I didn't get as many movies in as I'd as I'd like. Um I just work was kind of crazy and I didn't fit in as many. Uh-huh. Um I need to like thank God for the podcast because you guys helped me like pack out all of the good ones and what to like skip and what to what to really pay attention to. So I managed to kind of also I managed to see everything I really, really wanted to, and that's kind of the main thing. Yeah, I mean, even I did not get to everything. I watched mm-hmm. 125 Christmas movies, and I think there were something like 183 total. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> oh well, what are you gonna do? I, mean, I, still, I still have like I think two weekends of Hallmark on my oh yeah oh just like got it saved I'm like I'll get to it well and that last weekend was pretty good actually yeah so yeah Yeah. you don't want to miss it (laughs) yeah I'll I'll save them for when I need um my mood kind of lifting up yeah that's that's a good idea (laughs) yeah I actually had a really fun Christmas uh well 2020 my whole family was basically away except for my parents and Mm -hmm. so it was just it was very small and whereas this year because of varying circumstances all but two of my siblings were living at home or nearby Mm -hmm. and so we had like a pretty big Christmas and uh, so that was a lot of fun and uh, you know and then I went to Disneyland which was super fun (laughs) Yeah, I mean, doesn't get better than that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was cold and rainy, but you know, it's still Disneyland. So what do you want to do? But uh, I know, and I'm starting to get the itch again. I'm like, I want to travel. I want to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, to, I'll probably Yeah, we had Disney sort of planned for this year, mm-hmm. but I think we're sort of looking at 2023 now. Yeah, still so frustrating. I have a trip planned in March, mm-hmm. uh, a Broadway trip. Uh, so yeah. we're all kind of hoping that it'll be, uh, you know, that it'll, we'll be able to go. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it was a pretty strong season, I would say, as far as the Christmas season in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking off air that it, the, I think it was a pretty big epic failure for Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I do have two of their movies on my list, but uh, they're both ones that uh, nobody else is talking about, or, you know, I don't know. I just feel like ratings wise and also quality wise and the whole plan to do a movie every day did not work. And um, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, the fact that last year was so strong, yeah I think yeah. everybody just had these sort of expectations of they're either going to match that or they're going to do so much better yeah um, but the fact that they just didn't have anything sort of consistent like it didn't feel like they had like a really good run 
um whereas Hallmark it was just like sort of for me personally like especially Hallmark movies and mysteries they were just like knocking out the park yeah of the week. agreed and honestly if I were making a worst of list it would be almost all lifetime <laughs> yeah and it felt like so many of them were like not lifetime like they were just things that they'd bought yeah um so but even some of the ones they even some of the ones they produced like mistletoe in montana that was mm-hmm. terrible oh, it was just like watching yeah. someone's home movies it, there was no story it was so oh that's so disappointing <laughs> it was really bad they got, um, got so many good actors as well this year yeah it's so frustrating yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see how they rebound and what they do mm-hmm. Because I love Amy Winter over there. She's an incredible executive and leader. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, uh, how they respond to it. But um, but yeah, anyway, it was a very interesting uh, season. And uh, I, 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 I have some honorable mentions I wanted to say first. I mm-hmm. enjoyed The Christmas Thief. It didn't quite make my list. It was nutty and weird and funny. Uh, uh, Cluster Funky Christmas didn't make my list, but I did think it was pretty funny and I enjoyed it. Um, the Waltons Homecoming, I knew nothing about the Waltons, but I enjoyed this. I thought it was sweet and well done. Uh, the Great Christmas Switch was the best movie from the, um, uh, I watched most, I watched them on, uh, Peacock slash IMDb TV, uh, or GAC, Great Christmas Switch was the best one they did. Uh, and then The Housewives of the North Pole was pretty funny, and I, I enjoyed that. So those are my honorable mentions. Uh, but do you have any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, I have a couple. Um, one that you recommended, which was Ghost of Christmas Past. Um, I don't know the lead actor in that, but he was so charming. Yeah. Um, it just missed. I think it came in at 11. Um, and in the UK, we have like our big cable sort of provider over here is Sky um, and they over the years have sort of started producing their own movies um, to sort of vary degrees of success they sort of they feel a little bit like B-movies but they tend to have really good well-known people in them um, huh. and this year they produced two Christmas movies one was Last Train to, uh, Last Train to Christmas which was um, Michael Sheen, Kerry Always um, as brothers, Kerry uh, doing another terrible UK accent, um, and it's sort of a, a sliding doors sort of theme as as um, Michael Sheen is sort of moving up and down throughout time. It, it all takes place on a train. It was an interesting idea. It just didn't really work for me. Um, and then the other one was Christmas Number One. Again, it just sort of missed the mark for me. Frida Pinto was in this one. Um, from Slumdog Millionaire so that kind of drew me to it and the idea of obviously Christmas number one it's a big deal here in the UK um, I thought for a movie called Christmas number one to end the movie and come away and not even sort of humming the song or really you know the, the song just wasn't catchy there was sort of nothing, <clears throat> there was sort of nothing there for me um, I think emotionally it sort of worked a little bit in the end but it was just a little bit too much too late sort of thing um, yeah. So yeah, they just missed my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that does sound like a good cast. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, my number ten is 
uh, one of my lifetime picks and it's saying yes to Christmas. And I just thought this whole concept was fun. Uh, you know, that she can't say no to anything, uh, any invitation with Christmas. And I liked Erica Pavo. I thought she was funny in the lead. She had kind of good physical comedy. Uh, uh, you know, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and all that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, a, I thought it was a fun concept and it was executed pretty well. And um, some of the acting was not the best in it, but I liked her and the lead guy enough and it just made me laugh. So that had to be yeah. number 10. I need to catch up with that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your number ten? My number ten is uh, Kirk Franklin's um, A Gospel oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Like I'm not. I think this is what the Lifetime movies are really good at, and I guess you know Hallmark in some degree as well of like taking something that a lot of people, especially myself, just aren't familiar with that world, and sort of giving you like a little sort of slice of it and showing you. A whole experience that I would just have no idea about. So I have no idea about the church. I have no idea about the sort of singing preacher aspect of it. Um, and I just thought it was beautiful, beautifully done. Um, not familiar with the, the lead actress either, but her voice was absolutely stunning. Um, this is probably the one with the lifetime that really worked for me. Yeah, yeah, the music was so so good. Um, I've got another a couple of other lifetime ones, but this one really kind of blew me away. That was the first one that. I saw that was like, yeah, this is definitely going on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and interesting enough, uh, the episode of the podcast where uh, Carrie and Thaddeus broke down that movie uh, mm-hmm. was the number one listen downloaded in all of uh, December, which I yeah, so interesting. Was, that yeah. was interesting. So, yeah. Cause even like, I've never heard of Kurt Franklin again. I just don't listen to that type of music. So uh-huh. maybe that's part of it, but yeah, it was such a great, um, such a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my number nine is a Christmas proposal. And this was on CBS actually. Um, mm-hmm. and it starred Jessica Camacho and Adam Rodriguez and it was a fake relationship, which is always fun. And, uh, she is his Uber driver and he like convinces her to go and meet his family and pretend to be his girlfriend. It's just going to be for one like party or whatever that he's going to, but then mm-hmm. like things get, you know, spiral up from there and go out of control. And I thought that they had really good chemistry. I liked the whole family. I thought it was funny. Um, I, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, another one I should catch up with then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was as good as uh, the, um, uh, what is it? Um, unexpected Holiday or whatever, the Tyler Hines one. I thought it was mm-hmm. as good as, as that. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was yeah, really good. That, that was a good one. Uh, so what is your number nine? Uh, my number nine is The Walton's Homecoming. Ah, um, okay, again, good. I'm, yeah, I'm not familiar with Walton's. Obviously, it's like a part of folk culture. So mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it on that level. But yeah, I just thought it was such a nice surprise. It was yeah. just sweet and wholesome and comforting. And I read sort of the description and, and it was sort of described as like being religious, which I didn't really feel in the movie. It no. didn't feel like overly religious, um, which is what I was sort of um, 
a bit skeptical about but yeah it just ended yeah. up being really sweet it felt like a pilot to a tv show I, yeah, like, I agree yeah yeah the cw could really like be onto something here if they wanted to continue that um yeah. especially when you look at the success of things like you know when calls the heart and i know the cw is more in you know superhero stuff but i feel like they're they've definitely been missing a show like this yeah, if it was a pilot, I would totally watch the show. I I thought yeah. it was well acted. And I enjoyed yeah. it, and and I think it would be pretty tough competition for for what calls the heart if they yeah uh, if they decide to go forward with it. Yeah, and the cast was pretty good. Like you had Bellamy Young. You had mm-hmm. I know one of the I think the older brother was um he plays Justin Hartley's sort of young character in This Is Us. Um, so they definitely had some. Uh, some recognizable faces yeah yeah and it was a good story uh yeah. you know about the dad trying to get back to his family and and yep. uh yeah it was it i had no expectations i do nothing as you as you said i knew nothing about the waltons um and i i enjoyed it too it was good um all right my number eight is our decom Christmas decom Christmas again. Um, I thought this was really cute. I liked uh, the. I mean, I, I am a sucker for time loop movies. I enjoy those almost always. Um, but I thought the whole sort of message of this girl coming to kind of accept her her family flaws and all um, with each sort of day, and they and they did a lot in one movie. I mean, boy, they 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 make use of every single day, every single time loop. And, um, I, I don't, I just, I thought it was really sweet and uh, a pretty good decom. Yeah. Yeah. That's on my list as well. I think that's been on my Disney plus list for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My number eight is a castle for Christmas. Um, I really expected to hate this. <laughs> like when I, First saw the poster and the trailer, I thought, oh God, this is gonna be awful. Um so ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, it just like I had a really hard end of the year and putting this on just made me laugh so much. And I think that's the most (laughs) important thing when it comes to these movies. That's what they're for. You know, they're meant to comfort, they're meant to make you laugh, they're meant to make you feel good, and that's what this movie did. Like I had such a good time just dying laughing. Um Yeah, it would have been lovely if they'd had some authentic, like, local Scottish actors, obviously, but I thought they did pretty well. Kerry, you know, I've loved him since uh, Princess Bride, so the chemistry just wasn't great between him and Brooke, but he's just so charming and perfectly cast um, yeah. as a duke. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> it really felt like watching a romance novel. Yeah, like a Harlequin romance novel on the screen. Yeah, and I mean that in a positive way. It 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 really embraced the the over the topness. It it knew exactly what it was. Yeah, I agree. Excuse me. All right, my number seven. My number seven is a boy called Christmas, and I I really enjoyed this. Has an incredible cast. It. Uh, it's a, a very fun, you know, Santa Claus origin story. And of course, you know, you have, uh, 
you have this, like I said, this great cast and Maggie Smith doing the, being the narrator. You can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it's one that could become like, you know, sort of a Christmas classic. I mean, the only reason, the only reason it's number eight is just because I'm not like super into fantasy. I prefer the rom-coms over the fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. And also because it, it, there were a few little slow parts, but I, uh, I still overall really enjoyed it. So it's number seven for me. Uh, what about you? Uh, my number seven is A Christmas Dance Reunion. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it was, you know, a fairly standard oh, yeah. save, the, save the Blank um, movie, but the chemistry was obviously really lovely. Um, like yeah. I said, the plot was very basic, but the dance scenes, particularly the tap scene, was just to die for, and that just sort of catapulted it into, the, into my list. Yeah, that was that scene was so good. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, just put us in all of the movies. Yeah, and I love it when movies, whether a Christmas movie or any movie, when they just take time for you to just breathe with the characters. This mm-hmm. is not anything to do with the plot. It doesn't have anything to do with the story. It's just like a moment that you're breathing with the characters and that's what I felt like was that tap dancing moment it was just a fun moment yeah and it's so frustrating sometimes when you watch these movies um especially with the Hallmark ones and it's like they've got these like legendary Broadway actors yeah they don't have them sing they don't have them dance and yes this was a dance movie so obviously it was going to dance but it was just so fun to watch a Broadway actor just sort of show off his talent yeah it really i agree i I agree well my number six is the the ghosts of christmas past which you had mentioned and this Mm -hmm. is one that i i think kind of went under the radar and Mm -hmm. people weren't really talking about it much i think it was an acquisition but i thought it was a really clever story about her going through and finding all of these people that she had ghosted online and uh and apologizing basically and not realizing that one of the people that she had ghosted was her friend who <laughs> um who is you know the bff who's obviously in love with her but she's clueless um but uh you know that they've been chatting because she renews this acquaintance didn't realize that it's this friend of hers that she had ghosted and uh, i i liked that and i also liked their whole group of friends who were kind of providing commentary throughout the movie they were well mm-hmm. done and uh, so this was definitely one of the biggest surprises uh, i was not expecting to like it as much as i did yeah yeah i think that's the interesting thing with the lifetime and the way they sort of did things this year it's like the ones that were actually good get they sort of got kind of buried um, because they were sort of forgotten because if there was a new one the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's that's very true. And they they had some good acquisitions. They did a good job uh, mm-hmm. with with some of the films, but then uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of their like prestige films were the ones that were really not great. 
they were not yeah. great. And so these like little ones you had to really hunt for, mm-hmm. I think. But this one was a good one. It was funny. It was romantic. I, I agree that Dan Giannette had, was very charming in the role uh, and in the lead role. Uh, it's it's a winner. If people haven't checked it out, it's it's not that <laughs> Christmassy. So you could watch it any, I mean, you can watch any of these movies anytime, but it, it's, uh, it's, um, it's one to check up on for sure. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. What about you? What's your number six? Um, my number six is, is Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Um, this is the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist movie finale. Um, the show get cancelled and they sort of um, put together this movie. I think it wound up on Roku. Um, I ended up having to buy it because the Roku app was terrible. Um, but I sort of fell away from the show in season two. I just got so frustrated with the love triangle. I thought it was awful. Um, Skylar Aston, his character um, uh-huh. became sort of very smug and ended up sort of not liking him. And I didn't like watching a show where I didn't like Skylar Aston. So it kind of turned me off. Um, but I always sort of tuned into Spotify every week to sort of see what songs they were covering, if there was any like good dance numbers. Um, the family stuff in the show in the show is fantastic. It's just a love story and it just doesn't work. Um, and then when they lost Peter Gallagher, because you know, spoiler alert, like his character dies, that's sort of in the pilot, like we know that his character's going to leave. Um, but when he, his character eventually does, the show just sort of again just kept not working for me on so many different levels. Um so yeah, the the Christmas movie is sort of about trying to keep traditions alive while other people are sort of struggling with creating new traditions, um, whether it's, you know, honouring or dishonouring to sort of work with tradition with, with traditions. Do we just, you know, pretend, you know, like it's yeah. it's the same or if or you know, it, it was just a very interesting approach. Um, and you had sort of Zoe sort of manically trying to hold everything together and, and sort of create a sort of shot for shot um, Christmas that they're sort of used to, whereas the other characters are just really struggling with their own things. And I thought it was a bit disjointed in that respect. It didn't really come together for me until the end. 
there were some fantastic dance numbers and songs. But the strongest part of the, the, the movie was, I keep saying show, the strongest part of the movie was when Peter Gallagher sort of came back and did um, a duet with Jane Levy. They done Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Um, it was really beautifully shot. It was in black and white and a tree farm. Um, it's just, it was so good and worth watching the movie just for that. Um, I thought it was a good conclusion. I really hope they just leave it there. Um, I'm not sure I want them to sort of keep going because it got sort of, the plot got very sort of convoluted. Um, you know, Zoe just yeah. didn't have, it, Zoe wasn't the only one with the power. It was Max had the power and it's like, it, it's like the more you sort of get into it, the more you have to explain. And it's, it's like, just leave it at, you know, she can, for some reason, she's she's got this ability um but it's when they try to sort of break it down and explain that reason it sort of loses um a little bit for me so I really hope that this is that um and I'm so happy for the cast and the writers and and everybody involved that they got to sort of um tie everything up yeah that's great I I haven't watched the show so I didn't see I didn't watch the the movie uh Mm -hmm. but it's one that I've been meaning to watch because I I think I mean because I love musical theater and so i probably would really enjoy it but there's just so many shows to watch it's yeah so hard. yeah yeah it's hard but i one of these days i'll get to it i'll get to it but um uh my number five is uh see you next christmas and this is an independent film uh that uh was basically fit- written and then filmed in uh, the director uh christine motherup's like apartment <laughs> and so they had uh with her friends and it had a real feeling of a, a group feeling you know of a real mm-hmm. everyone was really putting out their best effort which can still be awful but in this case it was actually good it was uh, a yeah. i thought the two leads had good chemistry i thought that it was a good script uh, I really loved the ending. I I thought that it had some funny moments. Uh, each year, uh, they they have this Christmas party, and I I just felt like as they sort of mature as a couple, mm-hmm. that I was like, yeah, I get that. That's how I was. It you know it, in my twenties, and that you know then I really liked the whole the years when she is pregnant and then with a new baby, and I thought those those were some good scenes and. I don't know. I just, uh, you have to accept that it's a small budgeted film. Uh, it has that indie small budget look about it, but I, I liked it. I thought it was funny and, uh, well done. Good script. Yeah. I'll need to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do love indies when they sort of transcend, you know, their, their budget and their, yeah. you know, what they can actually, you know, put on screen. Um, and it was fun. We, I got to interview Christine, uh, for the podcast and so that was mm-hmm. fun to get to talk to her um, I enjoyed that so what's your number five um, my number five is under the Christmas tree um, I, I really debated you know putting this towards the bottom of my list I could have just decided to put it in the middle um, mm-hmm. I was really hyped for this one um, obviously the Christmas setup last year was sort of the yeah. big hit um, and having the same writer I was just really really looking forward to this um, I think the disappointing thing was that the plot was just the exact same as Miss Christmas. It was very sort yeah. of cut and paste. 
But I yeah. really think um, Michael J. Murray, I think, is a writer. He is so good at banter. He's so good at, like, getting his actors, you know, if they have chemistry, and I felt like they did have chemistry, um, just getting them to bounce off of each other and have, like, such a good energy. And I think he's, you know, definitely someone that Lifetime should keep a hold of. Um, yeah. Because, like, he is... He's just got it. He's just absolutely fantastic. And I do wish Ricky Lake was in it a little bit more. I really thought that she would have sort of a, you know, Fran Drescher, you know, type role and that she would sort of be a bit more of a matchmaker. Um, But yeah, I really liked it. And um, Elise, um, God, I forget her second name, but I remember her from years ago. Um, She was on a web series um, that was pretty big at the time, uh, a few years back. Um, so I'm really happy for her that she's sort yeah. of got to do this movie and you know having LGBTQ actors and lead roles is just fantastic and hopefully next year there's more yeah I mean that one was just okay for me I yeah. I didn't actually feel the chemistry that well I I think as far as LGBTQ uh, of, as far as a lesbian romance this Christmas I enjoyed, I should have had his honorable mention Christmas at the ranch, which was a film uh, that the telefilms did. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I definitely recommend checking that one out. Um, but uh, yeah, this one, it was, it was fine. It, it was fine. I just, I, I actually yeah. didn't feel the chemistry, but um, I, I thought that it had some cute moments, like when they're like, cheers to the lesbians. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the things it felt like. Yeah, they definitely had like LGBTQ people in the writers' room and and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Which I think is important when you do this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four is a bit of a cheat. My number four is (laughs) both (laughs) both of the Ardman animation shorts Mm. are my number four: Shaun the Sheep, The Flight Before Christmas, and Robin Robin. So cute. Both of them are freaking adorable. And Robin Robin <laughs> is about a bird that grows up thinking it's a mouse. <laughs> and it's so cute. I mean, I, I defy any human not to say this is cute. I mean, come on. And they have like a whole musical number and it's, it's just really fun. Very fun. And then the flight before Christmas is I mean, Shaun the Sheep, I love Shaun the Sheep. Mm-hmm. So adorable. And, uh, and uh, they, um, I, it's, it's got kind of a, a Santa element and they're looking for the one little, the little um, Timmy uh, um, sheep. And I don't know, it's just, it's super cute. <laughs> you can enjoy both these shorts. It's my number yeah. four. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into that sort of, you know, storytelling and what have you, but the, the skill and the, yeah. the animation, like, when you watch videos of them actually doing the animation, like, it's like, how do people have the patience? How do Unbelievable. Have it's right. just, like, you know, it sort of defies all logic for me. <laughs> yeah, so they'll get, like, three seconds on yeah. a good day. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's Ratings. so good. <laughs> and I'm grateful to Netflix for keeping Ardman going. I, uh, this is exciting to me that they have this. Um, yeah. 
relationship now. So that's great. Uh, if you didn't get to see him, especially Robin Robin, if I had to pick one, it would probably mm-hmm. be Robin Robin, but I can, it's my list. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what do you have for four? Uh, for four, you'll need to help me with the pronunciation. Is it a cluster funky or cluster? No idea how to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm um, not sure exactly how you pronounce that, that you with the dots on top. Funky no idea. Or yeah, I don't think they care, to be honest. <laughs> um, but that is, that's my number four. Yeah, that um, was I really funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. And I felt like they'd done it in, in such a way of like, it wasn't mocking. Right. It was clearly a group of people that loved these movies um, and had the power to make their own. Um, I mean, Anna Gasser, just like a legend, like a Broadway legend. Um, and just having her sort of ham it up in this movie like I've I have seen her in quite a few movies but I've very rarely seen her doing this type of comedy and Cheyenne Jackson is just like one of those actors that's up for anything um but yeah it was so funny there was so many yeah. things like in the background of like extras and it's like oh my god they've probably watched as many of these movies as we have to like catch all of the little details and the- yeah <laughs> it's definitely so rewatchable like it's definitely just staying on my TV to watch every year. Yeah, it's it's was re- obviously written by people who love the movies and watch the movies, which you could yeah. tell, and is definitely not always the case uh, mm-hmm. with these with these parodies. And uh, yeah. it 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 was it was funny. I agree. That one was a good one. Well, my number three is from HBO Max, eight uh, bit eight bit Christmas. I not thought. Either what's that that's mine too all right yes (laughs) um this was so charming and i really think this has the potential to be a a real classic that people watch every year i thought it was genuinely really funny i i liked all of the the characters i thought were well done and i mean it's obviously a new take on a christmas story but i'm fine with that (laughs) No problem there, no problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just I thought it was charming. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, it's my number three as well. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of got that sort of Christmas story, but also sort of Princess Bride of having it sort of bookended by an actor that we're all familiar with, and yeah, it's just very watchable. And and I think for people our age as well of like having the Nintendo be the the thing like you know that was one of my first like big Christmas presents like I remember not getting it the first year and then getting it the second year and it just being your be all and end all like I remember just playing it for weeks and weeks on end and it wasn't like today you had like two games (laughs) today you have like an endless supply of of games but I think we had like the same two games yeah and you just played them to death um but yeah, it just. Well, and I so- also liked the side story of the cabbage patch doll and the the his sister. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. that was fun too. Like, because that was definitely me was more the cabbage mm-hmm. patch rather than the. Uh, but my brother was the one who wanted the Nintendo. Yeah, my brother <laughs> and I had to share the Christmas present because it was such a big thing that year. Of like, it's really expensive. You, uh-huh. you know you can get it as a joint present yeah so we sort of agreed to do that um but that it sort of goes into that thing of like negotiating 
the way the kids did in this movie of like how do we get one yeah well in their whole plan to and, and then when it when everything breaks it's like oh man no. yeah the vomit scene and the yeah i i really enjoyed it i thought it was a sweet sweet movie and i think the um that uh winslow fegley is a charmer i loved him in timmy failure and yeah. then now in this he's great, great it was so funny actor. because yeah i was watching it and i'm like oh my god that's the kid from peach dragon and i'm on unless he's not aged it's not the kid from from peach dragon i guess it's his brother um, oh is it his brother it must be um because they're identical <laughs> identical I was sitting, I was like, yeah, that's a kid from Pete's Dragon. I'm like, well, unless he's, like, not aged in, like, <laughs> quite a few years. It's definitely yeah. not. What is the, I'm going to see. Um, no, you're right. Kid from yeah. kid from Pete's Dragon is Oaks Fegley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Great. What a family. Very well <laughs> Very done. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Well, my number two, I've talked about so much. I really debated between my number two and my number one, Mm -hmm. but I loved Christmas on Fifth Avenue. I thought it was so well done. I thought they had such great chemistry. I, I really just loved Ava and Lucas's characters. I liked the whole story of you know, he's kind of this wounded, uh, guy, this wounded widower, that's this writer and Mm -hmm. she comes in and, uh, is hired by the grandma to, uh, to fix up his apartment. They end up spending all this cozy time together. And I, there were just so many scenes that I loved. I loved when they went to the ballet. I thought that he did, he did these sort of lingering look like so well and um i uh, i thought the ending was great very romantic um i just i read the book because i liked this movie so much and i really loved the book and i i don't know i just i thought it was so well done and i loved talking to both of the leads i thought they were great and uh yeah so it was one of my favorite movies of 2021. Well, that's fantastic. I have that saved on my TV. Um, I think I got like 15 minutes in and something happened and oh. I didn't get a chance to go back to it. But yeah, I would definitely make it a priority. It's uh, so far, everybody I've recommended to has really liked it. Uh, and mm. uh, it was one of those sort of hidden gems I, I might not have even seen because I don't normally cover the up movies. But mm-hmm. I, 
I can't remember why I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll watch this one. And, uh, and I just, I liked it so much that I called or I emailed the up rep and said, Hey, I want to, even though the movie is aired, I want to talk to the, these leads. Cause I enjoyed it so much. That's so fantastic. I don't yeah. normally do that. Uh, and uh, like I said, the book is excellent as well. It is, the book is more spicy than the mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still that tends to be the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so what do you have it to uh number two is a boy called christmas yeah this is just like absolutely my jam like i love the fantasy stuff um and i felt like it sort of saved the feet like it was so frustrating to not go to the cinema and see a new christmas movie this year like i felt like we we're really let down in the feature film department um yeah, and I felt like, you know, I would have loved to have gone to this in the cinema. Um, it was big budget, the cast was fantastic. It had everything for me. It had family, adventure. Um, I was a bit, you know, hesitant when I saw Stephen Merchant was in the cast, but I thought his voice work was fantastic. Um, Mikael Huseman, I think he's, you know, he's, he's sort of he's overused a lot these past few years, but I think when he's cast right on something he's so good like yeah he can be super dreamy yeah yeah like age of adeline oh my god like he's mm. so good in that movie yeah um so yeah isn't he this- in um the um potato peel pie i think he is yeah that's a great movie yeah that's a i love movie. that movie i think it's oh, underrated, so underrated. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i love that yeah, it was very good, and I agree. I would have loved to have seen it in the theater as well. Uh, and um, so, yeah, people should definitely check it out. And Netflix had a great, I think, Christmas season. I mean, the, their only real clunker was the California Christmas one, which was terrible. But, uh, yeah. but they had a very, I think, a very strong season. Whereas, like last year, I felt like in twenty twenty. I felt like Netflix had so much that I was super hyped for and then was like not as good as I wanted it to be like mm-hmm. not terrible, but jingle jangle wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. And yeah, uh, yeah a few others. Yeah, so, yeah. but let's start our number one, my number, I think we have the same number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like <we> <laughs> it's single all the way. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I love this movie. It actually made my favorites of the whole year period and i watched over yeah. 200 feature films uh in 2021 so you know that says a lot how much i enjoyed it i thought it was genuinely really funny which a lot of times the calm kind of gets ignored in the rom-com you know yeah and yeah. and uh it was very funny jennifer coolidge she was oh hilarious and it was just <laughs> being the fairy godmother at the uh, play and the nativity play was very funny. I thought that they, the two leads had wonderful chemistry. I was pulling for them the whole time. And I, I mean, I can't believe that it was like Philemon Chambers. It's like his first role. These like, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Craziness. So good. Yeah. Uh, that was very impressive. And, you know, I mean, I love Kathy and Jimmy. I love Barry Boswick. I just loved how, joyful this movie was and the family Mm -hmm. and how joyful they were and it just made me so happy and I watched it I don't re-watch movies 
I watched this movie many times. I mm-hmm. I just yep. loved it so much. So yeah, it had to it had to be number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me too. I just thought it was like the most perfect rom com that I've seen in years. Yeah, there's been some good ones, but I feel like this had everything for me. Um, yeah, I agree. It was just it was so wonderful. Um, let's see, Jennifer Coolidge was hilarious. Like after just watching like um the White Lotus TV show that she was in, mm-hmm. like she plays a sort of she's always got this sort of you know air about her in terms of like just her personality and her, her cadence but in that movie she plays in that tv show she plays like a a grief-stricken character so it was so nice to sort of go from that to this where she's just like totally playing up to like our persona breaking the fourth wall it's just hilarious all the way through um i thought the teenagers were really funny of them yeah just, they like, were great like teenagers now love like watching something and like shipping it and just like making it happen it's so funny um and I thought they did a great job of Luke McFarlane like to yeah. have someone like Luke McFarlane come in who's so used to being like the leading man yeah. and have him be the wrong guy but do it in a way that there's no emotional cheating it's done in a really kind way um I just thought it was handled so well um and yeah just like rooting for them all the way through the family was fantastic and supportive um, there's no coming out in the plot it was just happiness personified yeah. this movie yeah and yeah this made it into my top 10 of the year as well like out of everything I saw yeah I just don't understand I mean I try to be understanding because I have my unpopular opinions I get that but mm-hmm. it's one this is a movie that I just don't understand most of the critiques I read the critiques and I just I don't know yeah. it's like I feel like a lot of the critiques are just critiquing romantic comedies period. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's not fair. Like you have to look at something for what is it trying to be? And did it succeed in being it? Like, Mm -hmm. cause that's just, it's not fair. If I, if I go to a horror movie and I fault it for being too scary, that's not, that's not fair. (laughs) Like its job is to be scary. Like that's yeah. what it's supposed to do and mm-hmm. so uh i i don't know i just feel like how could you execute this movie better i don't really understand yeah yeah um and again like i've not heard of the writer and directors for this but like they need to like stay at human make more of these movies yeah let's like, see this is what we need like it's just been disappointment after disappointment in terms of rom-coms of like them maybe working like 50% of like the time. Yeah. Um, Especially on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like love hard this year, like you read the premise of that and you think, yeah, I'm in totally. And then you watch it and it's just like, I wasn't rooting for a single character in that yeah. movie. But I know a lot again, of people thought, loved that one. I didn't yeah, love it. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of like, seeing all these people loving it and I'm like what's wrong with you I don't like this movie <laughs> I get it was just I just couldn't get over the whole premise and other people could get over the premise and so I can understand that but yeah it was just too like it started the relationship started on such a dishonest note that I just mm-hmm. couldn't get past it but um but yeah I, I mean I, I I was glad for the diversity but uh but 
yeah, I mean, Netflix has had some terrible rom-coms. I mean, The Kissing Booth got three movies. Are you kidding me? I yeah, I couldn't do the third one. I, I was like, yeah, no, I value what? my life, my time. So I can't do it. I can't Same. watch it. It's going, to, it's going to be three hours long. I'm not doing it. Yeah, and then they had that, I he's just not that into you this year, uh, which yeah. I also didn't watch. Yeah, yeah, that had the kid from like Cobra Kai, which is one of my favorite shows at the moment. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, I love you, kid, but I can't do it. No. Yeah, but they had a good Christmas season. Netflix. Yeah. They had yeah. Robin, Robin, Shaun the Sheep, Single All the Way, and uh, and so it was a good time to, for Netflix and uh, and a boy called Christmas. So mm-hmm. let's go over our list real quick. So I have it number ten, saying yes to Christmas. Number nine, A Christmas Proposal. Number eight, Christmas Again. Number seven, A Boy Called Christmas. Number six, Ghost of Christmas Past. Number five, See You Next Christmas. Number four, The Ardman Shorts on <laughs> on Netflix, The Flight Before Christmas, and Robin Robin. Number three, I have 8-Bit Christmas. Number two, Christmas on Fifth Avenue. And number one, Single All the Way. Fantastic. Um, my number 10 was Kirk Franklin's A Ghost for Christmas. Number nine, The Waltons Homecoming. Number eight, A Castle for Christmas. Number seven, A Christmas Dance Reunion. Number six, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Number five, Under the Christmas Tree. Number four, A Clusterfront Christmas. Number three, Eight Bit Christmas. Number two, A Boy Called Christmas. And number one, Single All the Way. Well, let us know if you're listening, what your favorites non-Hallmark were for 2021. We would love to hear your lists. And uh, we thank you all for supporting the podcast and listening to all of our Christmas coverage. Uh, it's It was it was definitely a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, it was a lot of work, uh, but we're very grateful for all the guests that we had on and for all of the interviews that we got to do and just, it was a great time. So uh, we hope you all enjoyed it and we'd love to hear your feedback and Michelle, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron tomatoes. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast, at homeworkies pod and homeworkies podcast, all of our social media, And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your five-star ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are watching YouTube, please this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Check out the patron group and merch store. And uh, we'll wish you all a Merry Christmas. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.